Hello and welcome to the Mythical Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Shinjan. I've always been fascinated by the myths and the stories behind those myths in cultures throughout the world. So if you, like me, are interested in exploring these stories behind the myths, then this is the right podcast for you. So without further ado, let's start with today's story. Today's story is Perseus and Medusa, as retold by Alice Lowe. Brought to you by Holiday Whisperers, your bespoke and personal holiday plan. Visit holidaywhisperers.co.uk today for all the help you need and want to plan your next holiday. And the best part is that it's completely free. So get onto that website now. Also, if you're an aspiring podcaster like me and don't know where to start, check out burstproud.com. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more within minutes of finishing your recording. And if you sign up for a paid plan through the link in the description, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift voucher. How cool is that? Right, let's start the story now. King Acrisius of Argos had a beautiful daughter named Danae, but he was not satisfied with her, for he wanted a son. He visited the oracle at Delphi to find out if he would ever have a male child. To his dismay, he was told, you shall never have a son. Furthermore, your daughter shall give birth to a son who shall take your life. I must make certain that Danae never has any children, said the king to himself, and he shut his daughter away from the world in a bronze house underground so that no man would ever fall in love with her and father her child. Nobody could enter the house for only a tiny section of the roof was open to the surface of the earth to let in light and air. Poor Danae, she was all alone week after week with just a patch of sky to look at. Then one day a strange thing occurred. Suddenly a shower of gold rained through into her house and that showered changed into Zeus, who declared his love for her. Within the year, Danae bore Zeus's son, whom she named Perseus. Danae tried to hide Perseus from her father. At last though, King Acrisius discovered him and said to Danae, One day this son of yours will kill me. I cannot kill him, for that would anger his father Zeus. But I will have the two of you sealed in a chest and tossed into the sea. If you do not survive, that will be Poseidon's fault. Please, father, spare us, cried Danae. I will keep Perseus by my side always and make certain that he will never harm you. But Acrisius said, The oracle at Delphi never lies, and I must protect myself. He ordered carpenters to make a large wooden box. When it was finished, he put Danae and Perseus in it and had it thrown into the sea. For a day and a night, Danae cowered in the chest holding Perseus in her arms as the waves tossed them to and fro. Then suddenly, Danae felt a bump and the chest stopped moving. We are on land, she said to Perseus, but how can we ever get out of this sealed chest? Perseus was too young to understand her and he cried and cried because he was hungry. Danae tried to comfort him, but his wails continued, which was a good thing. A fisherman passing by heard the cries 
and broke open the chest. His name was Dictus, and he took Danae and Perseus to his home, where he and his wife cared for them gladly, for they were childless. Perseus grew into a strong young man and became a fisherman on that small island. He and his mother were content until Dictys' brother, Polydectus, who ruled the island, fell in love with Danae and tried to force her to marry him. Perseus defended his mother so bravely that Polydectus decided he had to get rid of him. Pretending he was going to marry another princess, Polydectus asked each guest to bring a wedding gift. Perseus said to Polydectus, Alas, I am too poor to bring a gift for a ruler and his bride. And Polydectus said, Then I shall tell you of a gift you can win for me, but I do not know if you are brave enough to get it. Tell me what it is, and I promise I shall get it for you, said Perseus. I do not lack for bravery. Very well, said Polydectus. I want you to bring me the head of Medusa, the horrible Gorgon. Perseus was trapped by his bold promise, even though he knew that this feat was impossible for one man alone. Medusa was one of the three Gorgons, huge hideous winged creatures. Their hair was made of snakes, and their faces were so ugly that anyone who looked at them immediately turned to stone. Fortunately for Perseus, a goddess and a god overheard that conversation, and not long afterward they appeared to him and offered him their help. First, Athena flew down from Mount Olympus, holding her dazzling shield of brass. She gave it to the astonished Perseus, saying, You must use this as a mirror when you slay Medusa. In this way, you will not look at her directly, but only at her reflection, and so you will not be turned to stone. Perseus thanked the wise goddess and then said, But I do not know where Medusa lives. How shall I find her? At that moment, Perseus saw a bright light overhead. Hermes, the messenger of the gods, flew down and landed at his side. I shall be your guide, he said, and also help you overcome the terrible Medusa. Here is a sword that can never be broken, not even by the hard scales of Medusa's neck. This is indeed a wonderful gift, said Perseus. Now I must be on my way to slay Medusa and bring back her head. Not yet, said Hermes. There are three other things that you must have first. Winged sandals, a magic wallet and a cap to make you invisible. These are guarded by the nymphs of the north and only the grey women who live in a dreary grey land know where to find them. Follow me and we will begin the long journey. Hermes guided Perseus to the grey land, where it was always grey twilight. At last, they found the shriveled old grey woman, who had swan-like bodies and human heads, but only one eye among the three of them. Perseus and Hermes hid behind a rock and watched the grey woman pass the eye around. Each had a turn to put it in the middle of her forehead. The next time the eye is passed around, said Hermes to Perseus, you must grab it and not give it back until they tell you where to find the nymphs of the north. Perseus waited for the right moment. Then he darted out and snatched the eye. The grey woman ran around blindly shouting, Where is our eye? Who took it? I took your eye, Perseus said, 
and I will not give it back until you tell me how to find the nymphs of the north. Of course, the Grey Women were anxious to have their eye, and so they immediately gave Perseus detailed directions. He gave them back their eye and went on his way with Hermes. Once more, they traveled far and long, this time over the ocean to the north. The nymphs of the north received them warmly and gave Perseus the three magic gifts. Perseus put on the cap of invisibility and the magic sandals and holding the magic wallet, flew after Hermes to the island of the Gorgons. Beneath him, he could see stones in the shapes of animals and men, and he shuddered, for he knew that they had once been alive before they had looked at the fearful Gorgons. But he was confident, now that he was armed with Hermes's sword, Athena's shield, and the three magic gifts. Perseus hovered over the Gorgons. Fortunately, he remembered to look into the mirror-like shield at their reflections. The three hideous, winged, snake-head Gorgons were asleep. But which one is Medusa? he thought. She is the only one I can kill, for the other two are immortal. Again, Athena came to his rescue and said, That one in the middle is Medusa. Strike now while she is asleep. Perseus flew within inches of Medusa, his sword held ready, then looked into the shield. He struck off Medusa's head with one well-aimed blow. He stuffed the head into his magic wallet, which grew large enough to hold the head with all its snakes still hissing and wriggling. The other two gorgons woke up when they had heard the headless body of Medusa thrashing about. They flew into the air in pursuit of Perseus, but they could not see him, for he had on his cap of invisibility, and he flew away in his winged sandals, faster than the wind. Now Perseus headed for home alone, for Hermes, his mission accomplished, had left. On his way, Perseus slew a dangerous sea monster that was about to devour a lovely princess named Andromeda. Then Perseus took Andromeda home with him, for she had agreed to be his bride. As soon as they reached home, Perseus strode into Polydectus's palace and said to the ruler, I have brought you the head of Medusa. But Polydectus refused to believe Perseus. If you even had gone near Medusa, you would not be here to tell the tale. What a liar you are! Perseus could not stand to be taunted and mistrusted. And now he realized that this cruel ruler had sent him on the chase just to get rid of him. He pulled out Medusa's head to show it to Polydectus, who turned to stone the moment he saw it. King Dictus became ruler of the land, and Perseus sailed to Argos with his mother, Danae, and his wife, Andromeda. Danae wanted to see her father, King Croesus, again and to be reconciled with him. But Acrisius was attending games that were being held in another city. Since Perseus wanted to take part in the games, he journeyed to that city. There he took his turn at throwing the discus. As the discus left his hand, a sudden wind blew it into the grandstand. It hit King Acrisius, who was a spectator, and killed him on the spot. Thus was fulfilled the prophecy of the oracle at Delphi which had predicted that the king would be killed by his grandson. Thank you for listening to today's story. I hope you have enjoyed it. 
If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach out to me on my Twitter. My handle is blabberingshin or you can email me at iamshinjan at gmail.com. So that is I-A-M-S-H-I-N-J-A-N at gmail.com. Please subscribe to my podcast if you've liked my work and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. I look forward to entertaining you with more mythical stories like this going forward. Adios. Thank you.